Garage Fam. It is the final NASCAR weekend of 2021. And my God, what a season it has been. This is the last NASCAR DFS preview show. And we're doing something a little different for this one. Me and, me and old Dale are going are gonna to change it up a bit. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit of betting as well. I know Dale's excited. Big bet boy, big bet and boy over here. Dale, how's hey, your, uh, how's your, how's your Thursday been? It's been a good, pretty good Thursday. Lost some money on the Jets Colts, yeah. but that's not what this week is about. It's not about football. This week is about NASCAR. Three champions are going to be crowned in Phoenix uh, championship weekend. And we got a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting stuff. We're going to talk a lot more betting tonight. Uh, Primarily due to the fact that we have uh, not same day qualifying, but Saturday night, Saturday evening qualifying. So uh, when you see this episode, the starting lineup will not be determined yet. It definitely shakes up the DFS slate. I got to deal with it on trucks and Xfinity for same day qualifying. It's a pain in the ass. There's definitely more to dive into on the betting side when you don't know the starting lineup because you can at least use more trends. Uh, not have to worry about place differential stuff, which is one of the biggest elements of DFS. So nonetheless, it's an exciting weekend and we're pumped to do it. It's been an incredible season and we got one more to top it off and end it with a bang. Hopefully. Look, I, I want to say this much. I think the last time that we had uh, qualifying in a race and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, well, I know that Indy, the road course, they had qualifying there. But I think before- it was Indy. I think it was Indy. So that's the last one. Before that, the Coca-Cola 600 in Charlotte, the last oval that we had qualifying on. Okay, Kyle Larson plus 700. I think, yeah, that that was insane. I I literally on Monday was like preaching that on to everybody. Like, this is insane. He should not be this high. You got a hammer right now. But I think Nashville, wasn't Nashville after, was Nashville after the 600? I think Nashville was in June. And that had qualifying. Oh, um, oh, you're right. Well, we can you're find right. that out real quick. Yeah, Nashville was definitely after the Indy 500. That was May. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. Nashville was after the Coke 600. So moral the last of the story we qualified was a, on was that. And the moral of the story was it was a fat hit. And if you go look at the lap times, okay, you go look at that. The proof was in the pudding. All right, during qualifying. All right, so we saw that. All right. And then and then you did it. And I think what you bet, like four units on that, a million units. How many oh, units? yeah. It was like a 20 unit, 20 unit hit, even with two other drivers included in those bets. It oh, was God. great. That one was an easy one. That one that one was laid out to us for free. Basically, that doesn't happen very often. It's like not all that easy. This yeah. was going to be a tough one this weekend. The odds are the odds are not very fun on picking winners. So mm-hmm. we got a lot to dig into. Like we said. The one thing I want to know, and, and we got two things before we get into uh, some, a little bit of DFS talk on DraftKings and uh, and before we get into talking about bets, uh, a couple of things I want to go ahead and say real fast. Uh, first things first, all right, the Garage Guys Pool of Champions, okay, we're doing our final driver pool for the year, and you guys have been asking for it. We're giving it to you. You can go enter that right now on tobychristie.com. Do not forget to get your entry in before Sunday morning, okay, and up until race time, honestly. But wait, when are we going 
to be assigning drivers, Dale? When, when is drivers going to be assigned? Probably uh, about two hours, three hours before the race? Yeah, well, once we get – once we have a full idea on how many pools we're going to have, which, I mean, we're open to endless pools. We've already got a pool uh, now. We got one. Yeah, pool we've already got at least one, but you'll maybe two or three by the time you watch this tomorrow. But uh, tomorrow being Friday. But, um, yeah, once the pools all fill up, we have a good idea on, on how many pools we're going to have and make sure the numbers add up right. It's, more, it's a little trickier this time because there's thir- only 39 drivers in the field, not 40. So it changes it a little bit, but not too much. So I'm thinking, yeah, Sunday, uh, I would say around 11 or 12 o'clock central time, we announce all the driver pools, you get what you get, and that, that's it. And then you roll with it. So, yeah, just $11 entry fee. We figured we would change it up a little bit this time because Phoenix is a much more predictable race than Daytona or Talladega. So basically, I designed it to where, or we designed it. Chase had the idea of tenth place. Thanks for that. Thanks and, for that, Dale. Thanks for that. Uh, I'm used to designing it with Dale Adega and Deltona. I think we, uh, I think we designed Dale Adega together too, Dale. Well, it was the same as Deltona though, which like when it you, came that was to all the, you. That was all you, Deltona. When it came to uh, like the the scoring positions, but you had the idea of putting tenth in there uh, instead of like first and second and stage winners. First place, 10th place, 20th place, and last place. And that's a great idea for a race that's more predictable because now you have it where the positions that score are tiered to each tier of drivers. Like first place, you know you got five to eight guys that could have a chance of winning. 10th place, you know you got five to eight guys that could finish 10th. 20th, five to eight guys that could finish 20th. And last, you got five to eight guys that could finish last. Really with last, you got more than that, but – uh, we thought that was a good way to do it for this last one since that way you don't just have, because if you, if we did one, two, three, four, we know who's probably going to finish first, second, third, and fourth, you know? So it makes right. it way less fun. So it was a good idea. It was a good idea. And that's why we're going to roll with it. We're going to see how it goes. It's, yeah. It should be fun. I'm going to so. say this much right now, everybody that's watching this, if everyone that watches this video puts in an entry, okay, let's say if we get, if we get like uh, five driver pools, five plus driver pools going for this weekend, we may run some more of these with this structure back for more ovals next season. Okay. So just keep, keep that in, in the back of your mind. If you know somebody, if you've already registered and you know somebody, tell somebody about it. Let them know it's 11 bucks, literally. That's, uh, you know, what can you get? That's, that's a, a Subway sandwich meal or, or, or you know, what? even better. It's it's like you know a couple things from Hooters. All right, shout out to Hooters right now. Go use oh, yeah. code Garage Guys. Subway right? was a tough one. Subway was a tough one to say. We're still thinking about Bristol. Yeah, but see, that's because it's on my mind. It's on my mind. The Subway thing, okay. But Hooters is better. And it looks like you got. Some, go ahead and hold that code up a little bit close while while we talk about it. There we go. Get them arms stretched. Yeah, Hooters to go promo code Garage Guys save ten dollars on any order thirty dollars or more. When you're ordering on the Hooters app or Hooters2Go.com, okay? There's a paper right there that Dale has. It's got a Capicha code on it. If you're smart enough, you can you put, put your phone up to the screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. We just we just did that for you. We made it very easy for you. We try to make things simple, uh, just like telling you the fine print because we like to be transparent. Um, yeah, it's valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders only. 
you know the deal. 10 bucks off, $30 order to go online. Get it. It's easy. It's 10 bucks. That 10 bucks you could put towards this driver pool and then just add a dollar. Then you scrape up four quarters and you're good. And then, yeah. oh, we didn't say that. The only thing we didn't say about the driver pool was the payout structure, which is first place you get 130 bucks, last place you get 80 bucks, 10th place you get 70 bucks, and 20th place you get 70 bucks. That's so you are, I mean, quadruple, I mean, not even quadruple, you're just like, crazily multiplying your money if you win four out of 39 people in each pool will win so you got more than a 10 percent chance of winning pretty good money for what you're putting in so think about that enter it it's gonna be fun yep and uh and and don't ever forget okay especially after this season um hooters over subway okay remember that um so that's not even a debate no not really not at all like, there's just so much more to to offer at a yeah even if I, even if i even if we weren't sponsored by hooters like i'm not going to subway you know what i mean like hooters right. is exponentially better than subway some I mean, subways don't even, even have chairs you can't even sit there down at some at some subways really no you just got like literally well, there's some good, subways there you go. you that's just, a good reason i just didn't know that i, I want to go sit I down don't, in walmart I don't eat at subway do you want to sit down in a walmart eat a, and eat a subway most subways are in Walmarts. I've never seen a Hooters in a Walmart. No, no. Hooters is too good for Walmart. It's That's better. Fine. It's greater than. Okay. So there's that. And, um, and yeah, so that those are, those are a couple of things right there. We go ahead and get out the way um, to let you know about right now. And, uh, and then another thing, obviously you guys know where to find our articles on tobychristie.com. So be sure to check that out. tobychristie.com. It's the best.com for NASCAR fans um, other than NASCAR.com because that's where a lot of fans of NASCAR go visit NASCAR.com. But then you go to TobyChristie.com. TobyChristie where- might be better. Well, let's just, let's just, it's, if it's not better, it's getting really close. It is. I mean, Toby Christie is loading up the arsenal of NASCAR, of NASCAR universal content. So you got to check it out. It's like, uh, it's like uh, the, the Avengers. Like we're a part of that team now. So there it Toby is. Christie is Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. We're Marvel, not DC. All right. Remember that. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and get into this. So Phoenix, Arizona, wish we could have been there for the championship race, especially for the qualifying. Uh, but we, we've had a great year and uh, just shout out to inside tailgating for giving us the opportunity earlier in the year to have a tour to go around to meet so many people that we've met this year without those guys, we would not have uh, been able to just leave a, a bigger mark on the sport and to do everything that we did this season. So huge. Thank you to everybody involved in that. And with the ACL Duke cannon, all those guys, we just really appreciate that. And like Dale and I had a blast this season. And, and, and like I said, I, it's so good going to races and, and just seeing, you know, you guys that watch our show now and that listen to us that have that have come to know us in this year. Um, it's been awesome to connect with with everybody. And and I know that uh, that you feel the same way for sure, Dale, and just uh, Hooters and everybody that's on board now and everyone that we're working with now and everything that, that we have moving into 2022. It's just exciting times and uh, it, it feels good, man. It just it feels great. So I just wanted to say that much as well. Um, yeah, I mean, with the exception of Daytona, inside tailgating, 
you know, giving us a huge break was the start of all this. Uh, it was the start of all the people and, and connections we met. A lot of new uh, new fans we made that have been so loyal and appreciative of the content that we put out uh, may not have ever found out about us had we not been with Inside Tailgating. Obviously, Hooters has been phenomenal, and hopefully we can will continue that in 2022. Um, and there's going to be more opportunities. Without Inside Tailgating, I mean, fuck, I, I would I might still have my day job. Uh, well, my my Same. old day job. This is my day job now. But without that happening, who knows where we'd be at right now? Uh, I'd be door dashing. I'll tell you that. Still doing this show, but door I'd be dashing. I'd be selling tires. I'd be selling tires and auditing stores, possibly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's been an unbelievable year. And and spoke about the the fans, everybody, like all of our supporters. We thank you so much for helping us and impacting our year. Uh, it means the world to us, and we we think about you guys and girls all the time. And obviously, we want to deliver the greatest content in the universe for you guys on the auto racing side. So, uh, give yourself a pat on the back. We fucking love you guys. So, yeah, Amen. it's time to get into some bets, though. Yeah, we want to go ahead. See, so we, we did what what you're supposed to do at the end. We did it now because yeah, can. get out of the way now. Peel the band aid. All right, so let's let's hurt. roll in. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, great place for a championship. Very dry deserts, uh, cactuses, a lot of a lot of really cool things out there. We we got to see a race earlier in the year in Phoenix. Martin Truex Jr. won. There will probably be a lot of people confused and betting on Martin Truex Jr. based on odds and because he won that race earlier in the year. But there are some different things to look at. Um, as Dale mentioned earlier, there will be qualifying in this race. So DFS, it'll probably be a little bit smarter to wait until we get qualifying out the way. Uh, that does not mean that we're not going to talk about some guys that we think will do good in DFS. It does not mean that there will not be an article up on tobychristie.com for the cup series, uh, on Friday morning while you're watching this or whatever day before Sunday that you're watching this. So, uh, first guy that I want to go ahead and talk about, it's pretty obvious play here. He's on the top of the board. It's going to be Kyle Larson. I want to say that he is, uh, about 11 and this is just off the top of my head because I don't even remember the price because it's just like, it just doesn't matter. I think it's like 11, nine, uh, 11. I think it's 11, five, 11, five, 11.5 K on DraftKings. Um, I, I can only imagine that uh, he's probably not too worried about everyone's fantasy teams. So he's probably going to be gunning to get the pole. Okay. So we'll see how that works and how it turns out. But regardless of it, man has been on the revenge tour this year. Okay. He's got nine wins this season. Uh, why not go ahead and just make it 10? I think nine is what Kevin Harvick had last year. And then ended up falling out in Martinsville. Didn't get to finish that race. Make it 10. Just make it 10. I think he's going to make it 10. And uh, and I think that even though his odds are pretty trash, like plus 190 in, in most places, I think that's like the best you see for Larson at, at, on most books. Um, I'm probably going to be stacking the chips on him to win this thing this weekend. Um, and the last time I stacked chips on Larson was in Nashville. It paid off. Um, and so I, I'm ready to do it again. And I think that he can be a guy that, um, he's not going to try to sit back and wait and strike. He's going to try to get up front early. He's going to try to dominate this race and ensure his win. And that's the way that I'm feeling about Mr. Mr. Lawson. We got to give him. Yeah, a it's tough. 
Uh, he's historically one of the greatest, most dominant seasons in the modern era of NASCAR uh, with nine wins and all the, 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 the laps he's led, top fives. Uh, I mean, 19, I think he has 19 top fives and 35 races. Don't even know the number of top tens, but he's just been the most stellar guy in the field, no matter what the aero package has been. He's won plenty of races on, on both. He's won uh, diverse on road courses, on uh, ovals, whether it's the 1.5s or if it's the short tracks. He's basically done it all. So it would be quite a disappointment for the sport of NASCAR, even though NASCAR wouldn't see it this way. But I think from the outside view, it would be quite a disappointment if he didn't win, having been the best driver all year long, kind of how Harvick was last year. Uh, but it's been another level for Kyle Larson. Uh, was strong there earlier this year, probably had the second best car to Truex, but had two pit road speeding penalties that put him to the back of the field on two different occasions, one being under green flag. Uh, a green flag run so we really couldn't see what he what his potential was when he was up in the top three um he had gotten up to second on a long run had one of those penalties so hendrick motorsports has been the story of the year with kyle larson and even chase elliott getting back to the final four it makes sense why the odds are that way which i kind of pointed at this earlier in the episode saying it's not near as fun to bet on winners in the championship for because uh, in the playoff system, since it started in 2014, every single year in the Cup Series, the guy that won the race won the championship. The guy that won the championship won the race. And I expect the same thing to happen here, which is why all the odds are diluted to be way, way too expensive, but uh, as they should be. And Kyle Larson at plus 190, plus 200 is probably the best you're going to find. him. And for all the reasons we just stated, uh, I think he's the favorite. I think he could get out front. He's, I think he's going to qualify well. I think he's going to have uh, good lap averages in practice. I think he's going to get out front and lead a lot of laps and probably win this race. That's it. That's it. I, um, I, I don't think there's much more to say about it other than this. I will say the last person, the last person to win a championship in the Hendrick number five car, Terry Tutan. It's Terry. 96, right? 96. It's Mr. You're Terry Labonte. All right. I'm a big Terry two-time guy. Because of the love for Terry two-time, we've, we've developed a uh, we've developed an at-track friendship with Mr. Larson. We tried to feed him cornflakes. Uh, cornflakes had other plans, but that's okay. All right. I feel like if we would have fed him those cornflakes, he, he might have won at Martinsville. But because they fell on the ground, I do feel like I take a little bit of responsibility, like for, for him not finishing first. Like if he would have just got that breakfast, maybe he'd have a little more nutrition, you know? Yeah, so, that was kind of a bad omen spilling that all over his shit. But it was funny. But you know what? Get the uh, bad omen out of the way in Martinsville when it doesn't matter. Now it. it's all gone for Phoenix. Clean slate. And maybe he'll eat some cornflakes or from or some frosted flakes, which would be better. Uh, also, and more than five good car thing. So yeah, great. You never know. But right. nonetheless, he's the favorite for a reason. He's the highest price for a reason. It's going to be tough on the betting card. We're going to have to see how the betting cards are going to go for Sunday. But there you go. Kyle Larson is the top play. 
Larsonian. Uh, next guy I like for DFS. I feel like uh, now I do feel like this is a guy that may not qualify in the top five, probably qualify in the top 10 for sure. If he does qualify in the top five, I see him qualifying around probably like fourth or fifth. Um, and that's going to be Dennis Hamlin. The Denny Hamlin, 11K. He's the next guy down, I believe. Um, actually, may have lied there. Nope, didn't lie. Didn't tell you a fib. Uh, he is uh, going to be the 11K guy, the second guy that I think that it is. I don't know if he is going to be able to win, and I got a couple of reasons why. Like, a, There's a lot of people that want to bet on him because he's there. And he hasn't won a lot of races this year. I think he's what won two races this year in the playoffs. He won when it mattered. Um, but I feel like after Martinsville, he really showed um, his ass. He showed his ass really, really good. And it was fun. And it's good to watch. But in these kind of situations, I feel like Hamlin will probably end up finishing somewhere in the top three. I really do think that. I think he can definitely get a top three finish, without a doubt, a top five. But I, uh, I just don't, I don't think that he is calm, cool, and collected enough to to make this happen. And and I feel like even if he was in a position where he could strike, like karma's a bitch, and it comes around. Okay, when you got your entire home state like booing you. Like that's that's pretty sad. Like everyone in Virginia should love Denny Hamlin, but they don't. And I think that it's he just got a lot of pressure. Seems like there's a lot of shit. And like as much as some people want to see him win, which maybe no one does, because I saw a really weird tweet the other day saying that like Denny Hamlin does not have a fan base, that there's like like four people. And I think that we met one of them that wore a Denny Hamlin hat. And he doesn't even care if Denny wins. And he told us that he's like, I don't even care. He just my kid went and and, uh, and and did something where he like shook his hand. So he just gave us his hat and that's just, I just wear it because he goes to the races to party. He doesn't go to the race because he really cares about the race and the outcomes. So maybe that's, maybe that's the thing is Denny Hamlin fans. They don't really watch races. They just party. And so he's just a party guy. Maybe he doesn't really race. Maybe he just drives. Can't really say that much, but. I, don't know. I, I, don't. I think that he'll be he'll be someone that can get some decent place differential starting in the top 10, move up into the top five, possibly top three. Yeah, I'm really not sure what to expect out of them for qualifying, but I don't buy the whole fan. Like, he's got a fan base. Denny's been a, a, a pretty popular guy over the last decade. If he hadn't got into feuds with Chase Elliott in, in 2017, the, I mean, we wouldn't even be talking about this shit. But – Chase Elliott fans and Kyle Larson fans are just Hendrick fans, really, are just psychopaths, dude. Like honestly, and I, I, I had a video put on Twitter. It's not a bad thing. Sport needs it. Uh, they, they lo- either love those fans or they hate those fans. Which, if you love them or you hate them, doesn't matter. That's a good thing for NASCAR. So, uh, that's where all the Denny Hamlin hate constantly comes from. And I think part of it's also he puts it on himself a little bit because. He, like, for example, when he took out Chase Elliott in Martinsville in 2017, you know, he's kind of like, uh, whatever. But when he gets taken out, the guy that takes him out is a fucking scrub, terrible-ass driver. 
So it's like he can dish it, but he can't take it kind of deal. And I think there's a lot of people that have lost respect for Hamlin out of that. But uh, to me, it's like whatever. He's just just getting hot in the heat of the moment. Then he's been through a lot. He's been so close to a title multiple times, hadn't gotten it done. He's getting older, getting frustrated, and it's the one thing he needs to complete his career as a title. So anything that steps in the way of that, he's just like unapologetic, unforgiving, like, fuck you, I got to do what I got to do. But going to if you break down the stats here, uh, he's been kind of off and on at Phoenix. Uh, one here in 2019 to punch his ticket to the final to the championship for which in 19 was at Homestead. Now it's at Phoenix, obviously. Uh, Rand did not run very well here last year when he made the championship four. Uh, in the spring of this year, ran third. He was pretty strong, and that speaks volumes for the low downforce, high horsepower package throughout the entire season. If you look at the statistics there, he's been phenomenal on all the shorter tracks with this package uh, has been good really everywhere except for Nashville, Nashville ran around 10th to 15th finished 21st. But if you look at his last five races on ovals with the low downforce, high horsepower package, he's been nothing but phenomenal. You throw Martinsville in there. Uh, that's the one that sticks out because he finished 24th. Well, obviously we saw what happened there. He was leading the race with 10 laps to go and got wrecked. So with this aero package, the 11 team has been so, so strong. They were strong here at Phoenix in the spring. Uh, they won Darlington, ran really strong at Bristol, uh, really strong at Richmond both times, which is similar here with a flatter surface, hard breaking. Denny Hamlin, it's tough because everybody calls him a choke artist, but depending – if you just look at how those cars have been, the, the cars they brought to the racetrack at this – type of race with this aero package and Denny Hamlin behind the wheel, he could be the guy to beat. He could be a good value guy to win on Sunday and a great DFS play. I mean, based on how he's run at the 750 horsepower low downforce, he should get a top three finish. And for DFS purposes, that would play, that would definitely pay off. Yeah. And, and I'll say this much too. I was kind of looking back a little bit of stats, uh, you know, in November at Phoenix, you know, since uh, 2019, uh, he qualified uh, third on November the 10th, 2019, and he won that race in Phoenix. That was the year before they changed, uh, I believe, to the uh, the championship race being in Phoenix. I think that's the year Kyle Busch won in Homestead. That's um, correct. And then in 2020, 2020 rolls around, he qualifies, uh, well, he starts in third, um, yeah, he qualified third. I think that they were still, uh, that was still when they were qualifying. Uh, that was the race Logano one. And, uh, he finished 20th in that race qualified fourth, um, or, or started fourth last year in the championship and he finished fourth. And then in March he started third and he finished third. So it seems like he's been sticking, um, especially with these last two races. So, Definitely a top three qualifier, even though I said I feel like he may qualify outside. I feel like maybe if he breaks the cycle of that a little bit, if he can qualify outside of that top five area, it'll give him a little bit more push to pull off those cars. Who knows what the hell will happen with it? I just, well, you know, I, for qualifying purposes, I would not be surprised if you have Hendrick start put four cars on the top five. Because if you look at qual when we have had qualifying this year, uh, excluding the Daytona 500, 
Hendrick has been really strong in their qualifying program, like their race, their race program. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott start one, two. I mean, I, I wish there was a prop bet for that. Cause if there was, I think I would take it. Battle um, Royale. So if Denny starts like fifth or sixth, I think he's a good play for DraftKings because yeah. I think he runs right around there. If not better top three contend for the win. So yeah, I like, I like Denny Hamlin as a strong play as well. Okay, so this next guy we're going to talk about, um, it's kind of kind of funny. And, uh, well, when we talk about our bets, uh, I'm probably going to talk about this guy a little bit. Got some uh, some fun stuff to look at. Uh, Kevin Harvick, 9.3K on DraftKings. This is a guy that has an outstanding record at Phoenix. Uh, very shit car this year. Has it, it literally, if he doesn't, if, if, if he didn't, if he doesn't win this race, he goes winless in 2021, which there are some great drivers out there that have gone winless. So it is what it is. Um, but I, I like Kevin here because for one, obviously stats don't lie. And there are a ton of great stats for Kevin. Kevin has not finished this race outside of the top 10 since March 3rd, 2013. You had literally. to steal my fucking stat, really? Literally. You had to steal my stat? That's yep. the stat I said before we started. I did, because yeah. we because everybody in the world gets their stats from the internet, and that's there. That's that's heavy. Well, that makes it seem like you got it from me, because I literally came on here and told you that. Nope, got it from driver averages. <laughs> so that's After where, I said it to you. That's where oh, it came Okay, all right. I'll, all right. Dale, Dale sent me this stat, guys. This was Dale's stat. Dale was the only person in the world Chase steals that. stats. Do we know that? Yeah. Chase is a stat stealer. Call stat me SS. Stealer. I used to drive a Chevy SS. I guess that sounds appropriate. But anyway, Kevin Harvick's really fucking good here. <laughs> and I don't think that just because he's had a shit year that he's going to miss the mark at this race. Because even looking back um, at, uh, at Phoenix earlier in the year, he finished six. He started 18th. So we could get heavy place differential off of him. So, I mean, I feel like DraftKings did decent pricing him uh, because they know he's probably – if there's anybody that's going to sandbag, it's probably this guy, right? I mean, just why not? Fuck it. Yeah, like you said, he uh, he's finished in the top 10 at Phoenix in 16 consecutive races at this track. That is absolutely remarkable. So at that price at 9,300, like – Look, we know we know Harvick will probably not win this race because history shows us and what we think that NASCAR does or allows the top four in the championship to do tells us that a playoff guy is going to win this race. So Harvick, he, he has nine wins here, 16 straight top tens. This is his by far his best racetrack. It's like Jimmy Johnson at Dover, but even stronger. I mean, what Kevin Harvick has done here, half of which was with RCR, with the number 29, has just been nothing short of spectacular. It's And you said Harvick, shit race car. Really, his race cars have not been shit. They just have not been as good as what Hendrick and Joe Gibbs have brought. I mean, he's he's had a, a lot of top tens this year, a lot of top fives, been close to a win a couple times. So I, I think he's going to have a strong run. And at that price of 9,300, to me, that – I think that's kind of a steal because I think there's a good chance he ends up being the best driver 
outside that top four. I think he could run fifth. I think he runs fifth to seventh on Sunday. That's where I think he's going to run. And if he does that, I think he's going to pay off at that price. So Kevin Harvick, I think, is going to be a sneaky, strong DFS play because I think people are going to focus on how this year has gone for him. Um, And with the prices, you're not going to be able to get all four playoff championship drivers in there. You're going to have to look at other options. Kevin Harvick, 9,300, I think, is a steal. So uh, I want to say this before we move off of Harvick, go to the last guy like for DFS. Um, I, I want a little bit of credit here, Dale. You ask me for credit sometimes. I make sure you get it. This is this is mine. I think I cursed Kevin Harvick this year. Okay, and during the show where Drew and I did the Bush Clash race, I said Kevin Harvick will not win a race this season, and maybe if he does, it'll be one. And so I'm a wizard. Did you really say that? I swear to God. I'm pausing this video and podcast to tell you that I said one to two, not zero to one. And I'm going to go and look that clip. You got to go find that and show that because it's right, going to he's not going to win right now. I'm playing what I said. Maybe I'm wrong for this, but I feel like Kevin's about to like kind of like not have Dirty dog. stop it. Right after Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, don't you talk about age? Hello, I'm not talking about age. I'm just saying I feel like he's about to just hello darkness, my old friend, the whip this year, bro. Like I just feel like like some of that Kyle Bush stuff's gonna kind of like rub off. I think maybe he'll get like a win or two, but I don't think that it's gonna be. I'm writing this down. Write it down now. What a hell of a way to start the season to piss every Kevin Harvick fan off. <laughs> just to just piss them all off. Like, I'm representing all of those people. So you're a Kevin Harvick fan this season. Like, you're all in. Like, we, I'm, a, I'm the Rob Blow of NASCAR. I respect Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I do too. But, you're like, saying. I don't know. Like, I just feel like – I don't know where his mental game is, man. I haven't really – like, I don't know. We'll see. Kevin Harvick, you said one to two races this year? He seemed kind of tense, bro, in the, in the driver meetings. He seemed a little tense. See, see, this is it. This is it. You see stuff like this, and it's going to Yeah, I read away. vibes. You can't read somebody's – Vibe at a press conference. He's been doing them for what uh, his whole life. I don't know, man. You, t- you tell a lot yeah, by somebody's nice. eyes, bro. You tell a lot by just looking in someone's eyes. Just kind of like, like Gorilla Zoe, like lost, like walking around looking for. A you way. said one to two wins, right? Yeah, I did. And that's what I said. And that's what I said right there. So that's what I said. And uh, and by the way, I, I just edited that in, so Dale didn't really hear it, but it, you saw it, so you that's did, what matters. You did see that he he fucking said it. That's why it's uh, it was that is probably the craziest thing because I don't think anybody going into this season was like, no way in hell does he do it, and and I I didn't even watch it before I edited it in, but like I said, I think it was like if he does win, it might be like one race. And uh, and I think that's because Drew Drew was like, shut the fuck up. He was like, get out of here, like you're an idiot. But I also said Kyle Busch would win six races, so that was kind of. I mean, yeah. that's closer though. Shit, I mean, Kyle, he could have won. He could have won about four, maybe. He won. He ended up winning two. So, yeah. I mean, what matters is the Harvick the thing is way crazier. The races Bush did win, we picked them. We I didn't it. pick him for Kansas, but I did pick oh, him for Pocono. I did. You had him for Kansas. Yeah. It was his birthday, and it was the Bushy McBush race. Narratives, uh, man. And he won because Larson and Blaney fucking wrecked each other. So, yeah, so speaking of narratives, 
Speaking of narratives, though, uh, Kevin Harvey, it would be it would be a weird thing to see if if and go go ahead and give this stat. I don't want to be a stat stealer, Dale. How how many years uh, have ha, has it been since we've been doing the uh, the new format for uh, for the playoffs? The championship. Uh, it started in 2014. Okay, and so this is the seventh year, or the well. Eighth year, sorry. So since then, since then, there has not been a driver outside of the championship for win the championship race. Correct. Not in cup. It's happened in Xfinity, and it's happened in trucks. It's yeah. actually happened in trucks, I think, three of the five years. It's that been. 2019 is the last time I remember where Crafton. Yeah. Uh, who won that? Austin Hill won the race, and Crafton finished second and won the championship. I know it happened at Xfinity when Daniel Suarez won the championship. He had finished second or third, and I can't remember. Or, or it may have happened. I think it also happened with William Byron, too. Uh, William Byron won the Xfinity championship, and he didn't win that race. Someone else won it. Well, Spaceman Willie B. But, yeah. So, yeah, it's happened in Xfinity. It's happened in trucks. has not happened in Cup. And I don't imagine it happening in Cup anytime soon. Well, there just had to be some absolute craziness, madness that would happen. And if there was happen. anybody, if there was anybody that was going to happen to, though, based on narrative, it would probably be Kevin this year because it's the greatest season ever, the wildest season ever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, no, honestly, here's what I think. If there's anybody outside the top four that would win this race, it'd be Alex Bowman, Bowman. because – it's going to be it's it's back to square one and when everybody's like oh bowman not hadn't really done anything here like uh forget him and then he's just going to be like lightning fast and blow everybody away because sure. his car has been so good with his horsepower package so but it's not going to happen but if it did it's going to be alex bowman he is the hometown kid he is a phoenix man and and you know what last week could could beat myself in the face to a pulp because his dad was a businessman and we talked about that already Zane Smith, dad's businessman. Noah Gregson, dad's businessman. Alex Bowman, and I looked it up. His dad's a businessman. He has some really cool, like, denims going on in a tucked-in polo button-down. All right, who's our, who, in IT. who's our next driver? All right, last driver, uh, Eric Amarola. Now, before, before you go crazy, can't really say shit because he did have a great finish at Martinsville last week. Doesn't really matter for Phoenix, though, but... He's got a decent track record at Phoenix, and Eric Amarola is going to be one of those mid-tier price guys, 8.1K on DraftKings. Um, he finished uh, this race 13th last year, started 10th, so had a little bit of backwards action. Uh, you know, In the November race, he finished 22nd, so it's been a rough time, but those were the dark ages. Okay, This year, he started 32nd, finished 11th back in March. That's really good place differential. Eric Amarola could definitely be one of the guys that qualify towards the rear and find his way going forward because it definitely shows where the stats show that if he's starting like past P20, he's going to get up there. You look back from from uh, from 2018 up to 2019. So for three races, I mean, he finished inside the top 10 and two of those were top fives. So I think Eric Amarola coming, you know, having a little bit of momentum. He's already had the win at New Hampshire this year. He's the only SHR driver that's won. The only SHR driver that I feel like, other than Harvick maybe, and, well, probably all of them are going to qualify towards the back. But I do feel like Almirola definitely obviously has a little something-something going on at this track. 
So as long as he's qualifying towards the rear, he should be able to use the pack and find a way to move up front. But if he qualifies any like inside that top 15 area, they just delete everything that we talked about right here. That's that's how well, I, I wouldn't say top 15 would be as bad because top 10. Yeah, fringe top 10. I'm going to say okay top 15 just because. Well, here's the deal. And the qualifying thing is concerning because uh, at Nashville, which was the last oval we had qualifying on, Eric Almorola got the pole. I'm just saying. So I don't think he gets the pole this time. But uh, the number 10 team has been pretty stellar on the 750 horsepower, low downforce, uh, high, high horsepower package. Uh, and nine of 11 races on ovals that had this horsepower package, uh, he scored a top 20. And that includes two top fives. Uh, one of those was a win at New Hampshire, like you said. Sixth at Martinsville this past weekend. So there's speed in the car there. Uh, that's that's really, really solid when you look, compare him to the Gibbs guys and the Hendricks cars or the Hendrick guys. He's not super far off. He's had a lot of bad luck with wrecks and just being at the wrong place at the wrong time so many times this year. But if there has been a strong point for Eric Almirola in 2021, it has been the flatter, shorter tracks. We know Phoenix is not a short track by definition, but it is a flatter, uh, decently high-breaking, shorter track. So uh, based on how Eric Almirola has done, with like I said with all his top 20s, uh, four top 10s, two top fives, and a win, I think he's a good play, but definitely got to keep an eye on qualifying. If he qualifies in the top five and the top eight, I would look for another option. If he qualifies, I think, from ninth to 14th, basically ninth on back. Let's say ninth on back, I think you're okay because I think he has a really good shot to get a top 10 finish. Also, if he qualifies high, I think that will scare a lot of people away, making him a guy that will be uh, not super high owned which is something that's a valuable asset in some of these lineups uh, when it comes to winning tournaments. Scares everybody away. Let's say he starts ninth and finishes sixth. That's a big play. That's a big-time play when no one else has him. So I just keep an eye on practice and qualifying, see how he does. Uh, that's going to de- determine whether or not he's playable, really. Yeah, I just think that salary point on him, definitely, he's going to have to have some decent place differential potential. Uh, for that, to, for people to pay up with that 8.1K, but could be good, like you're saying. And I do, you know, thinking about it a little bit more now, I definitely could see that being a sneaky play in that 9 to 14 area at that price because, yeah, that definitely is going to push people off of him wanting to go to more people that are going to be in the 20s. I guarantee you Eric Jones is going to be heavily owned this week. I don't know why I just feel like he's going to be a heavy owned guy for some weird reason. Yeah, I could imagine him not qualifying well, like in the late 20s. So, uh, Eric Jones is, has been running pretty decent re- as of recent to end the year. So, he's been a last – I think what he ran eighth last week after starting 29th, that was like the top punt play of the weekend. So, right. yeah, people ride the wave. Wouldn't surprise me at all. One last thing I want to say about Eric Amarola before we go. Um, obviously, recently, Louisiana has legalized sports betting, which has been amazing. So I'm getting access to a lot of books right now, a lot of free play, um, getting ready for them to do the, the actual launch. Don't know if it'll be this weekend, but it'll be soon. But uh, I think it's hilarious. I was looking on Caesars Sportsbook. Uh, Alex Almarola, who the fuck works for Caesars? 
because my God, just pay us. We'll just type in names. I don't get shit like that because like, what are you looking at, dude? Like whoever you are, that's typing this. You're literally looking at names. You're like, here are the drivers. All right here. And I'm just spilling the odds over. How do you get it wrong? How do you not proofread that? Caesars. It blows my mind that we pay these people to do these jobs when they Caesars. Are, I mean, yeah, that's a big time sports betting company. It's like the largest like fucking casino in the world, maybe. Right. I just Caesars don't understand. Pounds. Don't understand. But whatever. We're going for Alex Almarola. Alex yeah. Almarola is the guy. You know, you know, he's going to do great just because of that. And then, like, it's just going to be a huge middle finger to Caesars. And then, like, and I, I really want to just tweet at him. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to tweet at him and be like, hey, Caesars is slandering your name. You need to call them out. And hope, hopefully he does it. He's kind of a nice guy. Um, you know, if they can spell, he's a big Buccaneers guy. If they can spell Tom Brady's name right, they should be able to spell Eric's name right, too. And the I guarantee The funniest part to me about that is that he has a last name that is easy to screw up and that's not even what they screwed up mm-hmm. like didn't even fuck up the last name they just who is like, this oh, person eric no no no, that's not his name we're just it's alex it's alex for sure it's alex we're gonna throw that in there it's alex. Like, there's how, no like, way someone spells eric with an a that's that's absurd that is pretty stupid that is pretty damn stupid but that's whatever Maybe maybe they're mad about that. Maybe mm-hmm. the guy's name that fucked it up was Eric, and he was like, wow, that is really stupid. That is offensive to my name. That is Eric. So I'm going to fuck up his name. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. It's like, this is what you should have been called. Yeah. Fucking Caesars, man. All right. So that's that's our guys. Again, just to recap it, we got Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Eric, a.k.a. Alex Amarola, according to Caesars. Uh, so those are our four guys that we're keeping an eye on for DFS this week. And that's the uh, the DFS preview show. But don't go anywhere. Now it's time for the NASCAR betting segment of the NASCAR DFS preview show. It's now the NASCAR betting show um, with Dale Tanhart and Garage Guy. So without further ado, welcome. Take it away, Dale. All right. So kind of a sneak peek into the future. 2022 fy we have been scoping out some lines uh through some sports books everything i'm looking at is via DraftKings. uh they're the most fully loaded on all the lines with the winners top three top fives uh playoff specials prop bets stages all sorts of shit so me and chase have been talking and we have our own bets uh i got three bets that i really like for sunday you know we wanted to find bets that we liked regardless of what qualifying brings us. And I got three bets that I absolutely love. Do not care what happens in practice. Do not care what happens in qualifying. I would bet them right now. And we have one interesting one that we both talked about that is like fucking insanely free money. Uh, we'll get to that later. But the first bet I want to talk about out of my three, William Byron. This is a head to head. William Byron over Kyle Bush. And I had, look, I got burned last week. I took Blaney over Kyle Bush in the pre-race. Did not work out well. A lot of shit happened. Kyle Bush ends up P2 somehow by the grace of God. Uh, and that's what he does because he's a champion. But he's out of the championship picture now. William Byron has had such a strong playoff run, finishing the top 10, top five, almost every single race. If it wasn't for one bad round, 
he might be in this championship four. We've seen how close he's been to winning races in the playoffs. He's just got a lot of momentum on his side with how that team has been running. Him and Rudy Fugel have really put it together throughout the season. Uh, they've just been so hot in the playoffs, and Kyle Busch has not. And it's been a bad week for Kyle Busch. With his post-race comments, he's got some bad juju heading into this race. His last two races at Phoenix have not been good, uh, both outside the top ten. William Byron has three straight top tens at Phoenix, plus the momentum that he has, plus it's the season of Hendrick Motorsports. I think William Byron on DraftKings Sportsbook at minus 120 – or I'm sorry, minus 115 over Kyle Busch Championship Sunday is an awesome bet to do. That's my first one, and I think for good reason. Yeah, so I, I do like that, and I'm probably going to be backing you up on that bet. Um, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper down into the uh, the matchup world, and, and I was looking around, and I found one that, that I like just because of how things have been going in life, okay? I'm taking Ross Chastain over Matt Benedetto at plus 100 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, hear me out. It's been a rough week for, for old Matty D. He deleted his Twitter on his own accord because he decided to go uh, full Alex Jones on him. He's basically become the Alex Jones of NASCAR. Matt Benedetto. that is him. That's who he is now. He canceled himself. That's and a little harsh. That's a little harsh. You know what? I don't Alex know. Alex Jones. He's not that crazy. I don't but know. He the did guy, fuck himself over. For he's sure. been making a lot more videos. I will say that much. Talking, talking a lot of nonsense out there. I'm waiting on someone to make the uh, indie song cover of Matt Benedetto now because that was the best Alex Jones uh, parody video I've ever seen in my life. Was when they covered it with an indie song. I think me and you watched that one in Austin together. Yeah, uh, it was great times. Really um, but I, I like this bet because I do feel like Ganassi is going to have a little bit of juice going here. And I feel like Chastain himself, I mean, they're, he's getting ready to go to the next chapter with Trackhouse. Kurtz, you know, he's just kind of coasting. He's just chilling. He knows he's going to 23XI next year. I think Chastain's got a little more to prove. And the last time we were at this race, he went a little yee-yee. You know, I mean, he got out. I think that was just one. He just had a really aggressive restart and was just all up in Kyle Busch's grits, dude, just pissing all up in there at this racetrack. And I remember that from earlier in the year. And I really feel like he has developed a little bit more. He's gotten a little bit more control this year. I think that 42 could have a really decent run. Whereas I think Matt Benedetto's head, it's like it's beyond the point now to where it's like he's just instead of trying to be collected to do well in a race, he's at the point now to where he's probably going to be overthinking every move he makes, probably end up wrecking out of this thing to, to at the end of the day. I really think this Chastain over to Benedetto bet is really well and put together, and, and I love it, and I'm putting good money on it. So plus 100, yeah, Larson over DBDB, Detto, Alex Benedetto, Jones. I, love, I do love the value there, especially with, yeah, we're both feeding off the same issue too, right? Matt Benedetto deleted his Twitter after he commented on what happened with Kyle Busch. So the, the, the bad energy is just floating around Matty D. Uh, and with Ross Chastain, been very strong at times on the 750 horsepower package. We saw how good he was at Nashville. Well, we've seen how good he's been at some road courses. So Don't I like that Darlington. a lot. Yeah, and I, I just – 
all that it provides good reason why at, at plus odds too is a little is pretty surprising to me. I would not be surprised if that line shifted a little bit. So they're playing. Stats. I like that pick. They're playing stats. That's all it is. But yeah, you think Kyle Bush likes having Matt Matty D in his corner? He's probably pissed off about it. Honestly, probably, no. I, Kyle probably doesn't give a fuck, dude. He's probably I don't care. I doesn't even know who Matt DiBenedetto is. Right. He's like, yeah, no clue, no clue. You don't even know who he's racing next to. Half the time. It's like, what? What's going Unless on? it's Joey Gase. He knows who Joey Gase is. Yeah. How are Rowdy Energy sales going this week, guys? <laughs> yeah. I've got this meeting well, I've got to go to all off season. So just keep keep rolling in. Right, <laughs> right. That sensitivity training is going to be fun for him. But moving right. on. So uh, next pick here. I think this one right here is a mortal fucking lock. And we talked about it earlier. Uh, Kevin Harvick to score top 10 in this race. This is just blasphemy, in my opinion. I know it hasn't been a great season. We know it hasn't been the best season for Kevin Harvick, but we said he's had a lot of top 10s. He's had a lot of strong runs. Just because he's not winning doesn't mean he's not running well. It's just to the pedigree of what we expect Harvick to do. But what we expect Harvick to do at Phoenix is run in the top 10 and the top five and win. He's not going to win, but – a top 10 on DraftKings Sportsbook for Kevin Harvick is only minus 140. I cannot tell you how fucking crazy that is. He has 16 straight top 10s at Phoenix. 16 straight. That is unheard of. So for this sportsbook to go out here and, and, and make this line is fucking unbelievable. Kevin Harvick is going to finish in the top 10 for the 17th time in a row. At minus 140 is just absolutely incredible value. I mean, this is Phoenix has been his playground. He's not going to win, but he's going to run well. He's a guy that doesn't make a lot of mistakes unless it's on a road course. Uh, he's been so strong here. He's had good enough cars to run top 10. That's all I got to say. Kevin Harvick, top 10, lock of the century. It it is, and again, I'm I'm going to be right there with you plucking that one, but I'm going to add a little bit extra to it. Okay, I'm going to play on the narrative. All right, now now you're saying he's not going to win. It would be a it is a stupid stupid long shot for him to win. If you if you're really going to bet on him to win, you, you know maybe a micro unit. All right, it's like plus twenty eight hundred for him to win this race, uh, which is which is wild, but it because of the year, it is what it is. But I'm going to go ahead and say that Kevin Harvick gets a top five here, and that is plus 300. So plus 300 for a top five. I'm playing off the narrative that he doesn't want to go winless. He's going to really try to push it to the limit here. I really think that he can get inside that top five, and I think that he can finish it. We've seen him do it here in the playoffs a little bit. I mean, you look at the last Kansas race, he finished third. I had him on the betting card for that one to win. I really thought he was going to be able to close it out there. That was one of his real last, you know, great chances here. And Phoenix really is too. I mean, based off of his his stats that we've seen since like the beginning of time. So I feel like plus 300 for a top five isn't a stupid bet. I feel like minus 140 for a top 10 is a lock, like like the, like the lock of the year maybe. Um, so I, I definitely am – you got to roll with what Dale's saying here at minus 140. The plus 300, what I'm doing, you can follow me if you want to. I'll be doing it. I'm going to plug that bet in. Um, it, it may be a little bit, you know, it's not as, as lucrative as the top 10, but I will say that I really think he's inside that top five. So I like that one at plus 300 on DK. 
Yeah, and I said it earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if Harvick was the best of the rest, like the best of the non-playoff guys. Uh, he's had a, I mean, like he's had top three, top five runs. He, he know, we know he can do it. And especially being at Phoenix, he, we certainly know he can do it. But I just think that value for a top 10 is shocking. And uh, speaking of shocking, we go to my last bet that I like pre-qualifying. Uh, this one is more of a wild card prop bet. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, and Denny Hamlin to all finish in the top five. It's plus 310 on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's a prop that I absolutely love, and I'll tell you why. In 2020, first time here at Phoenix uh, for the championship, all four of the championship four drivers finished in the top five. They finished one, two, three, four. Okay. NASCAR allows these drivers and teams to manipulate the setups of their cars and let they allow them to push that limit a little bit further so NASCAR can get that narrative of all four drivers are racing to win the race and win the championship, and there's no one else that can even touch them. I truly believe in that. That, is, that to me, is a real thing. So if you look at that, uh, all four drivers in the top four last year in this race, I know we've got practice, we've got qualifying, we'll see how that goes. I think at plus 310, that's pretty good value for all three of those guys to finish in the top five. And even a step further, I think, is also a good play. At plus 2,500 on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get Larson, Elliott, Hamlin to finish one, two, three. I think that is pretty possible. And at plus 2,500, don't have to bet a lot to win. So that's also worth a try. But I actually think at plus 310, Larson, Elliott, Hamlin to all run in the top five is almost a lock. I really, really believe that. And what are the odds on that again? Plus 310. Yeah, man, that's kind of like right there with that um, with that Harvick minus 140 top 10. It's kind of like right there with I wouldn't I wouldn't put it that close because, I mean, you got top five plus 300 Harvick. There's a chance that somebody could have a pit road penalty on the last pit stop of the race. There's a chance somebody could get in a wreck uh, and that would just throw that bet out immediately. So, I mean, yeah, there's a chance Harvard could get in a wreck, right? But the chances are are multiply when you have you're all you're banking on three guys to get in that top five. So the chances of one of them wrecking is much higher because you're relying on three guys instead of one. So I wouldn't call it a lock, but I think it's a solid prop bet for the value. Okay. I'm there with you. So that's your your final one. My my last one for the uh the the big three bets and then I got uh I've got a couple other little ones I'm just gonna mention kind of as a passerby, but um I love uh I love Hendrick Motorsports to have more cars finish in the top ten than Joe Gibbs Racing at minus one fifteen on DraftKings. We have seen Hendrick dominate this year. We have seen them just completely just show out. We've seen races where they finish one two three four. It, it is almost idiotic to not bet that i don't see chris bell finishing in the top 10 here okay that's for one i just don't uh for two uh kyle bush like you said he definitely could finish in the top 10 he has a decent track record at phoenix maybe not as of late but if there's anybody that that i'm gonna say that's probably not gonna finish in the top 10 definitely gonna be chris bell can Alex Bowman finish in the top 10? Absolutely. There's a lot of speed there with this horsepower package. We've already talked about it. Can William Byron do it? Yeah. Basically, same guy, same car. All right. Spaceman Willie B. Can definitely see him do that. All right. Chase Elliott, 
he's in the championship for. He's going to have super rod. Okay. Kyle Larson, like literally best driver in the field this year. He's going to have a super hot rod. It's, it's a no brainer to me. Minus 115. I feel like that's almost a slap in the face for yeah. Hendrick to finish with more cars in the top 10 than Gibbs. I think Christopher Bell actually has a good shot of running top 10 um, because he's been good on the flatter tracks with 750 horsepower, uh, low downforce. For me, the difference breaker there is, is Kyle Busch. I think Kyle Busch is going to struggle because of, of how he's run. He, out of all the Gibbs cars, he has consistently been the worst of the four Gibbs cars on this type of track and aero package. And obviously, Bowman has been unbelievable when it comes to Dover, Richmond, Martinsville. I mean, this is a flatter surface, shorter track. Bowman wrecked here in the spring, still came out and finished 13th while all his teammates ran top 10. Uh, so, yeah, that's a great, I think that is a, an awesome bet. I, I think if there's anybody that could screw that up, it would be Bowman. But your chances are better with Hendrick. There's no doubt in my mind because Seabell and Kyle Busch could both not finish top 10. The only Hendrick driver I could see not finishing top 10 is Alex Bowman. I definitely think Byron will be up there. And obviously we, we all believe Elliot and Larson will be up there. So yeah, I think that's a great bet for sure. There um, a couple other bets that I did see that I like, and I think you're going to like one of these. You might've forgotten because we did discuss it before. We this did is the like show. the super lock of the century, right? Yes. Uh, Odd and even winning car number. If you pick odd, it's minus 300. Literally all four cars in the championship four are odd numbered cars. It's minus 300. You got to put up 300 to win 100. But I'm telling you, that is that bet that I would take $10,000 and take it or $100,000 and take it to a casino and say, right here, boom. Like, fly this to is, Vegas. Just go ahead and go ahead and give me my 30,000 or whatever the payout would be because that is a mortal fucking lock. A non-playoff driver will not win this race. So 5, 11, 9, 19, all odd numbers. Like, that is a bet that, to me, should be minus 1,000. Why is it even on the book? I don't know. There's not even a no option. There's not even a no option there, is there? It's just yes, right? Like, you would even. I think even is, like... Plus, like, I feel like even. Should okay, be- so there is a no option. I didn't see that. So if there's a no option, then they're trying to bait you into seeing like, oh, wow, like there's 40 drivers in the field. So you're telling me only these odd numbers would win. No. Yeah, I'm just going to go with I'm going to go with the uh, with the statistics. Dude, it's only no, an even driver could win. It's plus 240 for an even car number to win, which is not that appealing at all, odd. which is not that appealing at all. No the other side of that bet, which is what minus 300. That bet should be minus one thousand. Yeah, that this bet is should the be fuck minus one thousand. This is the so, fuck up right here. I'm like that. I know people people shy away in auto racing, like I do this, shy away from auto racing when it comes to bets that are like minus odds, like minus two hundred, minus three hundred. This is that one bet where it's like, no, do not shy away. Put the re- the retirement fund on it. If there's not rain in the area, that could that, and I don't think there is. That could halt this race after halfway. Mortal fucking lock. Mortal lock. There will be children standing outside of casinos trying to give grown people their birthday money to bet this bet. Guaranteed. All right. Don't forget it. Let's keep the kids out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have I have one. I feel like I'm a little bit more at liberty to say. But I will say, like, that's how serious this bet is. Like, it's just that is nuts. Um, a couple other ones that I like. Uh, the only other one I have on here 
And this one is kind of a toss-up, but um, Group D bets, you've got Eric Jones, Suarez, Busher, and Briscoe in there. I'm taking Chris Busher to finish best out of those uh, four guys at plus 270. Uh, Busher's shown uh, a little bit of umph, if you will, and uh, he's one of the top closers at Phoenix as well. He's uh, he's done really well. Well, he's done really well. Sorry, the um, the, that was the, that the southern coming accents out. coming out heavy. I've been uh, been at home a little bit too long now here this week, but I was looking at some stats uh, a little bit ago and just looking at closers at Phoenix. And I mean, dude, just when you see Chris Busher's name, like at the top of a list, like you got to be like, okay, shit, I, I've got to do this. And that's what literally is, he is ranked one out of the closers at Phoenix. What is um? What is Eric Jones on that? What is his odds? Uh, as a Eric Jones's odds on the Group D. Let's go take a look real quick. I'm going to let you see this. And and you guys, too, like if you remember when you were a kid, they had like, uh, you know, read-alongs. You can pull out your phones and check out this with me as I go. Eric Jones is plus 250, so he is the favored guy out of Group D. So to me right there, I think if you wanted to play it safe, but also not safe because there's four guys, I think if you took Eric Jones and Chris Busher on that, plus 250 and plus 260 – that's a dub. So if you put a unit on both of them, you're going to win some. 270. Boom. They're even better. If you put yeah. a unit on each of those guys, you're going to win. That's what I think. I think that I, I wouldn't say it's a lock like you, like you said. Like it's more so of a toss-up. But I think it's a definitely a good bet compared to those other two guys in that group. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Those are the two guys I'd probably lean at uh, out of, uh, you know, and the other two would be Suarez and Briscoe. I just don't think that they're going to finish ahead of these other two. We've just seen too much uh, juice and especially with Roush. I mean, Chris Busher has been the leading man. He's the only guy at Roush Fenway that doesn't spin his car almost every race. So that's good. You know, especially if they had like a, who will finish better Ryan Newman or Chris Busher in the same team, It'd be Chris Busher every week. Cause he doesn't spin his car. Um, so that's good. Like just for fun, like for amusement. Um, uh, yeah, another bet is like impressive. How many fucking times he's wrecked, dude? Like, it really is. Big is fan crazy. of spin doctors. Busher's been look. Busher's been kind of hot, man. I think in his last four races, he's got like three finishes inside the top twelve. Ever since he took a picture with you at at, uh, at Bristol, I feel like the curse. Nah, kind of like... hadn't been that good. Hadn't been that good. He did terrible at Bristol, but he ran well at Darlington, which is same horsepower package. But he ran after he ran third at. Uh, the Roval, it's been pretty solid for him in the, to end this season. So I like that bet, but I'm not going to take it because I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, that's usually how it goes with you, and that's okay. And and I'm getting away from DraftKings right now. If you're ever on Caesars, if you happen to go where they call Eric Amarola, Alex Amarola, uh, they have Busher over Wallace at minus 105, which I don't think is is super bad. Uh uh, I don't really think it's that bad of a play, especially based on statistics. And uh, another one that I just saw that that I kind of like, probably won't bet it, might bet it, not really sure yet. Depends on if I can bet by Sunday on Caesars. Um, they had Tyler Reddick over Kurt Busch at plus 110. And I feel like that I would only play that one because Tyler Reddick has just – He's just really taking on this like aggressive stance, and I like by no means do I think he'll win a race, but I think Reddick's got potential for a top ten here, just based off of his uh, the momentum that he's kind of been building. 
I feel like I'm not going to bet against Ganassi in their last oat race. That that is, I think that's a smart strategy to stick by. Don't. Yeah, bet that's kind of bad vibes, right? Yeah, I, I I'm going to miss the shit out of Ganassi. Twenty something years in the sport, last ever race. I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna end it semi strong. They're gonna end it on a hot note. Well, look, in that case, one more that I'll give out then, and you might want to take it. Kind of has to do with. Uh, you know what what we talked about with um with um the the Joe Gibbs Hendrick bet uh DraftKings also has Richard Childress racing to have more cars finish in the top 10 than Chip Ganassi racing and that is uh minus 120 for Ganassi over RCR and it's plus 100 for RCR over Chip Ganassi so that's another one you can look at oh it's just so tough those yeah minus 120 for that's not that it's tens. not that appealing no, it's not. But if you do want the Ganassi energy, it's not a bad bet, I reckon. If you're a big uh, DEI fan, which you were, I feel like you have to bet that. You have no, to. I wouldn't go they that far. We're talking about chip. the one and the, and the 42 here. We're not talking. And, that, and the one car isn't even like the legit, you know, old like Steve Park font, DEI font. One, it's a, it's, it's not some, leaning forward it's a, like your right. grandfather yeah, would when he was angry. Yeah, that forward lean is very important here. So, yeah, there's not a lot of like sentimental value there to me. It's like I'm gonna be that for Halloween one year. I'm just gonna walk around slanted. I'm walk around slanted and be like, "What are you? I'm Steve Parks number. I'm the DEI car. font. No, yeah. just the DEI font. Yeah, and the yeah, they just like just be numbers leaning. Yeah, that's a yeah. great Halloween costume. I don't know. It's Nobody been fun. would get it except for us, but it would, it would be fun. It would Inside be jokes are the best jokes. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. No, they kind of are. But there you go. That's a, that's a decent little betting slate there. I think we're going to save our winners, our heavy hitters, for Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday. Trucks, Xfinity. Don't forget about that. Trucks, Friday night. Xfinity, Saturday night. I will have betting cards for those, and obviously we will have a betting card or two. I don't know if we're going to be uh, the same on the same things just yet, but we will have betting action for the cup race on Sunday outside of these picks we gave. So that's our first little betting preview. That's the first time we've kind of dug deep into uh, lines, plays, and just odds, just talking about it for a while. So hopefully you'll like enjoy that. that. Hopefully you'll take that and win some money out of it. I like that a lot. I liked it a lot. That was fun. And uh, as a fan of NASCAR Xfinity, because you are, you know, the the the, the betting guy, you have to kind of have that unbiasedness. I'm just going to say throw one up for, for old Noah Gragson. All right. We're going for that nine energy on Saturday. Hope to see NG bring it home for the boys. That boy bring it home for the guys. We the are fucking rooting for you, Gragson. We really are. Amen think, to that. And I think he can do it. I mean, he is he's the hottest guy in the field right now. He is the yeah. hottest driver in the field right now. He's overcome a lot of adversity this year. He's got really fast race cars. It's also the last race he'll have with his, with this crew chief, uh, Dave Ellens. They've had a lot of success together. Yep. It's time to get, you got to go out with a bang. You and Noah and Dave, the crew chief, got to go out with a bang and win this title. Are you going to be more upset that we're not in Phoenix if Noah wins? Then like like I feel like because like Sheldon Sheldon's out and that's that's the homie for trucks, you know. So it's not trucks is kind of like whatever now. You know I'm gonna ride your card. We'll see what happens. But but like if Noah like I want to say like if Noah, but 
when I want to keep the energy showing when no wins on Saturday, I'm going to be upset that I'm not there. Like I'm, I'm, I've been literally sitting in my house contemplating, like, should I just buy a plane ticket for like Saturday and then come home for Sunday for the race? Like, should... yeah, I mean, it sucks. You know, they're going to be partying their asses off when they win. And yeah. that's always fun to be a part of, especially when we're talking Noah Gragson here. So only driver um, to shotgun on top of his car and NASCAR and like, what, what, maybe forever. Yeah, that that was a sick moment. I what think a guy. it's being undervalued. But look, if he does it, I'm gonna be out Saturday night. I'll probably be somewhere watching that race, so I'll probably be having me some drinks. And when it happens, it'll be a good video. I'll get to put out shotgun and a beer, doing whatever in honor of Gregson because he he's the boy. He's the garage boy, like you said. That boy got to get it done because Shel- I mean, we we lost Sheldon at Martinsville. We still got Noah, so he's got to get it done. Got to. I got to go buy a scratch off ticket because Sheldon. Sheldon said I need to buy a scratch. I got to go buy us one. I told me to split the winnings, so hope I win like two dollars so I can mail him a dollar bill. Dollar. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would love that. Yeah, he would. And speaking before we hop off here, something that you would love, um, we have them. They are here. The Garage Guys T-shirts you've all been asking for. I'm wearing yeah. mine right now. Very comfy. Is that mine so in your hand? We were I need for. to get mine. Yeah, I got, I got yours over here. But there's the front right there. There's the back. I made the collage. Chase made the sick font logo right there. You got it's Larson, the Winston Kyle back. Bush, Harvick, Elliott, Hamlin, Briscoe. All the fun action in the Cup Series. We're bringing Winston back. That's a T-shirt. TobyChristie.com. Go buy it. It's a fucking awesome shirt. We got plenty of them. Uh, we're going to be mass producing these motherfuckers, so we won't run out. That's it. And they'll actually get mailed out to you in a timely manner because we are not managing shipping. Great, great stuff there. There you great go. Good stuff. Yeah. Very, very good. Very good. All right. Go well, that is shirt. a show. I hope yeah, you've absolutely. all enjoyed it. And uh, this will be our last preview show of the season. We'll have some more garage talks and stuff through the offseason. We've got a couple of races we're going to try to hit up. Maybe, maybe some, uh, some snowball derbies, chili bowl action coming up. Maybe a little trip to Florida, a little trip to Oklahoma. I don't really know yet. Might might have it, might have it in the sleeve. And then only got a short off season. It's not like football. It's not going to take forever in a day where you want to pull your eyeballs out. It's only a couple months, and we'll be right back at it. Love it. We'll be back before you know it, and we'll be better. We were the greatest in the universe this year. I don't even what 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 can you even say past that? We're going to be greater than the greatest in the universe in 2022. What is bigger than the universe? Now we're we're we're, di- we're diving down a a rabbit hole of a shitty conversation coming up. Greatest in the metaverse, metaverse, whatever. I, I don't I don't know I don't know. I, you can't comprehend what's farther, what's greater than the universe. What is greater? What is bigger? We this are what I'm talking about. We do not need to go down this conversation at all. You're right. It'd be a bad rabbit hole. We'll let you do it though at home if you want to. But we're just going to go ahead and close out and say sports profit repeat. And we'll see you next season to talk more DFS and NASCAR betting action. We love you. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. It's the garage guys. 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 It's the garage guys.